I have a few friends that have been to Burning Man over the years, and I've kind of always wanted to go. The problem is, knowing me, I'd be paranoid about my gear the entire time. I'd be afraid dust would get in the lens or on the sensor and ruin my expensive camera gear. But today's guest didn't have that fear, and he captured a shot of something I call a Burning Man taxi. Today, it's Christopher Berry on this episode of Behind the Shot. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Shot. I'm your host, Steve Brazel, and on this podcast, I try and get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look behind one of their shots from conception to completion and any weird stories or complications or problems that happen in between. I would like to remind you that with each individual episode, we have an associated blog post. You can find that at thisweekinphoto.com and just click the link for behind the shot. Find the episode you're interested in. For whoever the guest is, I'll have a gallery of images there for them, a little brief synopsis about who they are and all the links that you need to follow that person. Also, I'd like to ask that you subscribe in iTunes or the Google Play Store. And if you would be so kind as to even drop us a review, good or bad, doesn't matter. I'm always looking to improve and take your suggestions to heart. You can also always reach out to me. Uh, Easiest way is probably Steve Brazel on Twitter, or excuse me, Steve Brazel on Instagram or on Twitter, it's Raz2, R-A-Z-Z2. So that brings us to today's episode. So here's the deal. And I mentioned this in the billboard. I've always wanted to go to Burning Man and I've never done it for a number of different reasons. I have friends that have gone, uh, but I know that when I get there, I'm going to be paranoid about my gear in those environments. But my guest today has been more than once, and he takes pictures while he's there, and it seems as though his gear survives. I'd, I'd like to welcome to Behind the Shot, Christopher Berry. Christopher, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing really good. You look good, yeah. buddy. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good coming off of WPPI. It was good to see you again out there. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was good to see you at WPBI, and also we were on a a TWIP episode, This Week in Photo episode with Frederick Van Johnson. I forget which one it was. I think it was number 498, something like that, Uh but Uh uh, we had a lot of fun on that one as well. So here's the deal. Let's talk about you for just a little bit. Okay. Um, You are not a photographer, quote unquote, by trade. You're a realtor, right? I am. I'm a real estate agent in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. Tucson, Arizona. So you're you're Southern Southern Arizona. Uh Um, And as a realtor, though, in marketing your properties, uh, you take pictures of them and you not only use still photography, but you also use drone photography, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's a, a, a much more recent um, thing of, 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 I guess, recent times because I have my license now so I can do commercial photography and videography for real estate, but I've also been doing some content development for a couple of brands um, as of late. So it's starting to quickly expand. Um, Faster than I faster than I really thought. <laughs> well, and you mentioned your license now, and that's one of the things is there's a lot of people out there that are flying drones that aren't licensed, as it were. But right. once you start doing commercial work with a drone, getting licensed is is important. Now, do you only use the drones and the and the cameras for your own properties that you're listing, or do you, you know, shoot anybody's property, any real estate agent you know that needs help? 
I have a lot of friends that don't want to mess with drones at all. They don't know the first thing about it. And so I will shoot their listings. Uh, a couple of days ago, I did a live stream on a unique property that's going to be around two million bucks. Is that um, the one I saw a picture? I think it was on your Instagram or Facebook feed. You had yeah. one buried in the hills of Tucson, Arizona, this gorgeous property. Was that the one? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know what they do for a living, but it isn't what one. I do. Yeah, it looks like it looks like being in Hogwarts or something. It's not like the typical Tucson property. They're doing a press release for it. It's it's really cool. I'm 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 pretty fortunate to be a realtor and be able to, you know, to kind of start to generate income off the drone stuff. So let's turn to your your non-real estate photography. Mostly cool. you do what I call street photography, but it's not just you you're, you're like a documentary photographer. So you're not going for the polished fine art stuff. You're going more for capturing life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really just enjoy the truth behind what I feel like I see from an image. Um, I don't necessarily do a lot of post-processing and things of that sort. I really enjoy just capturing moments and, and, and kind of conveying whatever I feel like I'm seeing in a certain moment from a structure or a person or a time of day or the weather. And it's usually something that I feel like I'm missing that comes through that image when I look through the viewfinder and, and I capture it. As kind of freeform. And, and that's kind of the reason I love this image we're going to talk about. So let's let's jump into the shot here. Yeah. This shot I mentioned already, it's from Burning Man. So spoiler alert, it's from Burning <laughs> Man. Um, and I, I'm going to ask you before I say what I think of it as. Do you have a title for this shot? You know, I don't have a title for it. Okay, um, then I've got one for you. You do? Okay, let's yeah. hear it. As soon as I saw this shot, it immediately said to me, Burning Man Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> that could this, work. This is Burning Man Taxi to me because when you see photos of Burning Man, everybody at Burning Man rides a bike and in fact not only is this bike yep. the 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 main subject of this photo but you've got other people in the shot all over the shot riding a bike so yeah. to me this is is the burning man taxi let's let's jump into this for a second um you've been to burning man more than once i've been to burning man five times five times is in it, a row is it what i think as far as the the dust environment yes <laughs> and it's interesting because as far as the environment's concerned, it can it can test essentially every part of whatever you think your existence is going to be. Um, but it, it can be very dusty at times. It can be very windy at times, and it can be perfect. It could rain. Um, it, it, it's it's a very interesting place. Um, this particular picture, I, I spent all day on this bike um, in dust, in and out of dust storms. Um, on oh, this, this is your bike. No, actually. So this this particular year, um, I went. I actually flew from Arizona on a small Beechcraft airplane um, to Burning Man for like three days, um, and then I drove out. And so I really had only a small amount of time to do image capture. So I filled my Camelback with water and food, and I just spent all day um, shooting in and out of dust storms. And one of the guys that was close to our camp was like swinging around on this bike. I don't know if you can tell, but I took the picture. Um, so I showed how the bike would bend because it has um, a bend in the frame and it has the fork. So it allows you to shrink the the width, the, the wheel length of the bike and make really sharp, quick turns. 
um, and it's it's a very interesting bike. So if you look at the shadow, you can see two two headsets essentially. So where the um, just in front of the seat post is one of them, and then of course on the front wheel there's also a hinge, and then on the back um, it also swings out. Um, it's a very unique bike. Um, but well, I, I like the way. Oh in this shot that you actually framed it because composition wise this shot speaks to me so you know basic composition rules this fits the rule of thirds right you've got a foreground subject on the right rule of third mm -hmm. you've got a background subject the giant heart on another rule of third the the heart is on and also the top rule of third whereas the bike lands more towards the middle and bottom rule of third mm -hmm. you have a foreground subject standard landscape composition now you've got a foreground subject and a background subject but you know what I love about this more than even all of that? <laughs> You've got two bicycle riders in here and you could have, for lack of a better phrase, messed this up really easily. Right. Had you snapped this shot, one, without them, it still would have been a great shot, but I think they add to it. Um, but two, had you not gotten a shot where they were clean in the spokes, had their heads intersected that tire, right. it would have hurt the image in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Was that intentional? You know, I at, at this point, I just was doing what was pleasing to me. And I just wanted to make sure I got different types of activities in this moment. You know, and, you know, I was tired. You know, I would I would ride and ride and ride. And then I would just stop whenever I had a clear moment and the dust would break. And, um, you know, what, what caught me about this particular moment was the really the heart. You know, the heart to me was the point of this image because that particular heart was iron and metal and, and tough and huge. And you can't see from the picture, but it was a huge dust storm. The dust storm had passed and people were going inside of the heart to talk and to get out of the, the you know, to get out of the dust storm, you know, and be in a place where they felt protected. And, um, you know, and people were in transition. And when I was riding, I was like, man, the shadow looks really cool. So I could probably put the bike here. And I was like, oh, that heart, I got to get that heart, you know? And so when I saw people going away, I was like, and people had kept going. And so I just kind of waited, you know? And so I snapped the picture and that's, that's what came out, you know? Well, the way it landed with those two people perfectly positioned in the spokes, really adds to the shot to me. But the other thing, because you brought that heart up and how big the heart is, and, and one of the other things that I love about it is, you know, a lot of shots like this, and a lot of shots actually I see at Burning Man are these, these large, expansive, wide-angle shots right. that the problem that I have with them is there's no, there's no um, perspective of size, right? There's right. no, I, I don't have anything relative to base the size off of. Right. But, in this particular shot, that's not the case. Right. Because you have a guy standing in front of the heart. And again, possibly pure luck, he's dead center on right. the heart. So you don't see his feet, but you can see his shirt. And had he been standing a little bit more left or right, not symmetrical in the middle of the heart, again, to me, would have hurt the image. You right. see the dust storm in the background, but... In the foreground where the bike is, there is no dust, which lets you also get that perspective of, and, and you see a guy to the right of the heart, way in the back, also yep, on a bike. Yep. Um, you get that perspective of the fact that you can have a dust storm here and a very short distance away, there's no dust. That's exactly it. What did you shoot this with? 
I shot this. Um, this is with actually um, an, uh, a Sony NEX6, um, which was my first mirrorless camera um, that everybody, all of my, my quote unquote professional photographer friends yeah, would, would just laugh at me about having. But it was an NEX6, which was a 16 megapixel um, interchangeable lens camera. It's essentially the same form factor as what's the, you know, popular now, the, the uh, A6500. This is an earlier version of that. Um, but it was just um, a 24 millimeter you know, Carl Zeiss 1.8 lens. Um, and it was, it was perfect. I shot the heck out of it. The what what time, time of day is this? Sorry. What time of day is this? I would say this is around maybe three, maybe three thirty. So the, the film noir look, the dark look, it was, I'm guessing it was bright out actually. It was very bright. I mean, there's no, there's no shadow unless you bring it or unless the structure on the playa provides it. So what did you do for the brightness? I had a circular polarizer on it, which, oh. you know, that, that Zeiss lens still sells for like 900 bucks. Um, but I had a circular polarizer on it that I got, I, put in quotations, protected my lens, but, you know, I just wanted to keep the dust and dirt off of it and just bring out some of the clouds in some of my shots um, because I was doing all natural light, but I love texture and I don't particularly like editing. Um, I like to just get it all in camera, at least as much as I can. Um, so I shot this in the, in the camera's black and white setting um, and it's a fixed 24, so a 36 millimeter field of view. Um, yeah, and it's probably around like F2, maybe, maybe F2.8, somewhere around there. Well, if this is midday, and, and one of the things I liked about the shot also is because I, I can imagine the dust that you end up with at Burning Man. So how do you go, and, and for this being midday, I love the film noir look, but you know that, that kind of dark, uh, grungy look that you got to it. Yeah. How do you shoot at Burning Man with an interchangeable <laughs> camera <laughs> And not ruin your sensor. <laughs> well, I um, I just didn't change lenses. You know, if I needed to zoom, I just walked closer. If I, you know, needed to pan out, I just panned out, you know. Um, I really didn't have a lot of time to figure out, you know, what should I shoot? You know, what can I shoot? Or, you know, what lens should I use? You know, I... I gaff taped my lens. I tried to keep it as clean as possible. I put, you know, the circular polarizer on it, one for the images that I wanted to create and two to protect my lens. Well, but it, even with that, even even if you just had an ND, you know, a, 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 not an ND filter, what am I thinking of? You know, like a haze filter uh -huh. uh, on the end to protect the lens. That's going to get dusty. How do you how did you go about cleaning that? You had a little rocket blower or what did you do? You know, I, I don't really baby the gear. <laughs> it's a tool. You know, I, you know, I kind of just... I, I went out there knowing the condition. I'd been out there in 2012 as well. So I just knew that it was going to be a time where I just would capture as much image as I, as I could. And I wouldn't be concerned with what would happen to the camera itself because I really wanted to just throw away any... See, like with Burning Man, everyone goes out there with a certain set of ideas and they could get thrown out or it could complement what they think they're going to do. And my idea was just to let go and really begin to capture what I wanted. And so I didn't, I didn't really think about how to protect the camera. <laughs> so to be honest, you're there, you shoot this shot and all your other shots and, and you bring them home. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you shot this shot in color. Uh, no, actually, I've set it into um, uh, black and white, like a black and white um, picture style 
in the camera. Oh, so this, okay. Did you do any post to this to, to get that black and white conversion? It was I all in camera for black and white, but all in but camera. Yep. Anything in post? Zero. Really? Zero. Yep. See, they have like in with, with the mirrorless stuff. Well, you, I think you know this too, but back then they have, and they still do, they have just picture styles, you know, so you could do a toy camera, you could do an HDR, you could do uh, you know, and really that sensor, as good as it was, is still, you know, is it's 16 megapixel and it worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just set it to black and white and I would flip it to toy camera or HDR or it's you know, funny because I've seen so many built in effects in cameras that in all honesty suck. Yeah. And yet this again, uh, the first thought that hits me is film noir. It, it just comes across as this dark broody kind of moody, um, which is so fitting to a Burning Man style, I really like the shot. I like what you did with it. I appreciate your sharing it with us. Thank you. Of course. My pleasure. So if people yeah. want to learn more, you know, it could be that it's a real estate agent in Tucson that wants <laughs> to hire you to do drone work. But if people just want to look you up and, and find you in places, um, I know you're on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Yeah. Instagram is at McMahon, M-I-K-M-A-A-N. Okay, so man with two A's. And then Twitter and Facebook are the same. What are Twitter and Facebook? Twitter and Facebook are both X-Man, E-K-S-M-A-A-N. And uh, you can find out anything that you want to as far as, you know, following Chris on any of those. Is there anywhere else they can reach you? Those are it right there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, That should work out pretty good. So again, I really appreciate you know, you're, you're sharing this with us. Absolutely. Um, you're coming on today and, and uh, kind of discussing the image and what Burning Man's like. Cause I know a lot of people would like to go to Burning Man and, you know, some people should look you up. And again, there will be a blog post this week in photo.com. Make sure you click the link for behind the shot. You can find out everything that you need to about Christopher there as well. Uh, other than that, thank you again, man, for joining us. I really appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. Steve. Thank you so much. That's another episode of Behind the Shot. I am your host, Steve Brazel. Make sure that you join us next time as we try and get inside the mind of a great photographer by taking a closer look behind their shot.